join us for the TVO Telethon, March 23rd and 24th, and donate early for a chance at great prizes. Visit telethon.tvo.org for more information. Every June for the last 21 years, a group of farmers in the township of Lincoln in the Niagara region have taken the issue of water scarcity into their own hands. Adapting to climate change and extreme weather like droughts means farmers like David Hippel have had to develop creative solutions, like laying large aluminum pipes all the way from Lake Ontario to his farm, roughly four kilometers south. So this would be one of the smaller ones? Yeah, usually this is probably from one that is to line up with the, with the connections. We have a mix of 40-foot and 30-foot lengths. I think there's three or 400 of them that we have to connect together. That means feeding pipes through culverts and vegetation, and under railroad tracks, and even a six-lane highway, the QEW. It takes six of us two full days, between driving trailers around, filling trailers, unloading trailers, connecting pipe. And at the end of the season, David and his team have to repeat the process in reverse, packing up the pipes so they don't burst from the looming cold winter weather. It's labor-intensive work during an especially busy time for farmers like Hippel, who has roughly 60 hectares of land to cultivate. He's an eighth-generation farmer, and the plot of land has been with the family since the early 1800s. Back then, it was a self-sustaining farm, full of livestock, fruits, and vegetables. Today, the farm acreage is dedicated to tender fruit and grapes. We have peaches and nectarines and apricots and yellow plums and blue plums and sweet cherries and sour cherries and pears. And uh, we have table grapes and wine grapes. The farm is also fitted with a giant pond spanning one hectare, four meters deep, and holds about 18 million liters of water. It's the main source of water for the farm's drip irrigation system. But that is not enough. You fill it up hopefully in the winter, and once that storage was gone, we were done irrigating for the season. Didn't matter if that was June or September. There's years it's been both. We've realized we were only doing 50% of what we had because we didn't have the water. In prime growing season, Hippel estimates he would need about 15 liters of water per tree per day. And with about five to 700 trees a hectare, you don't have to be good at math to know that adds up quickly. And for a region that's known for growing tender fruit and grapes, it's a problem many farmers must contend with. Most tender fruit in, in Canada is grown here. 95% um, in Ontario is in the Niagara region. Water is an important part of the equation in farming. The one variable, and one that's getting harder and harder to predict, is weather. Drought-like conditions, heat waves, prolonged rains, and early frost can do serious damage to a farmer's crops. Well, we certainly demonstrated the impact of, uh, of drought in 2016. That was a drought year. Basically, it reduced the crop size by about 25%, but it also decreased the crop value by about 30%. What many consumers may not know is tender fruit in Canada is federally regulated and must be a certain size before it can hit store shelves. Peaches, for example, need to be a minimum of 5.4 centimeters in diameter before they can be marketed. So if you don't have irrigation, you don't make that size, that fruit becomes lost. So that's food waste, lost revenue. We calculated out the difference uh, in value, gross value to the crop in that drought year was about 15 million. 
The irony of it all is the Niagara region is surrounded by fresh water. Lake Ontario to the north, the Welland Canal and Niagara River to the east, and Lake Erie to the south. What's frustrating for the farmers is they see all the water around us, the envy of the world right here with all the water, and we're not getting it to our trees. When you're working with a system that you're going to need for an entire season, and it requires assembly as though it were building blocks, there's something absolutely uh, impractical about that. For nearly two decades, farmers and local politicians have been pushing for a permanent irrigation network that would connect farmers to a consistent source of water. The plan is finally gaining momentum. This is infrastructure. This is pipes in the ground. It may not be your traditional definition of pipes in the ground, but it's pipes in the ground. The future generation will be upset at us if we don't get water to our farms here in Niagara. We have a lot of growth in our communities in the GTHA, and we have to make sure that there's food to feed families. We're supposed to feed the nation, and we're happy to do that, but we need the tools to, to get us to that point. The current proposal is to create a region-wide system which farmers, both small and large-scale, could buy into and take water. It would see a grid of buried pipes delivering water to Lincoln and St. Catharines. Installing an irrigation system of such scale will require a lot of money, and details about how the water will get to farmers still needs to be hammered out. You know, you're, if you're coming from the lake, then you are, you're going to need pumps um, because of the elevation. Uh, ideally, if we could do it using gravity, gravity-fed systems from the escarpment, that would be probably the least expensive and the less energy required. You don't have to travel far to see an example of a fully functional irrigation system. Parts of Niagara-on-the-Lake currently use an open-ditch system. So right now we're in the village of Queenston. Uh, we're right down by the Niagara River, which is you know, very close to uh, Lake Ontario, which is just down at the mouth there. The two pumps, uh, 6,500 gallons a minute, uh, would go through these. Uh, one really is uh, offsets the other, so I, I don't run pumps, you know, 24-7. The system consists of pumps that push water to supply channels that then flow into a series of drainage ditches that farmers can then tap into. So we draw out of the Niagara River here beside us and about uh, 25 feet off there's intake structure that's down below, about, it sits about 25 feet below the water here and it draws water up uh, through the two pumps that we have on the inside here. The town has similar pump houses across the municipality. In its simplicity, the system works well, but it does have its challenges. For one, the system doesn't reach all of Niagara-on-the-Lake's farmers. And secondly, the cost to use the system can be difficult for small-scale farmers to absorb. There is also the issue of regular maintenance of the ditches. One of the biggest problems has been the invasive Phragmites, a dense, fast-growing perennial grass. What Phragmites does in a channel, what would have to happen, and in a standard one-meter-wide channel, they said to get the same volume of water through a one-meter channel, the channel would have to be 10 times as wide. So you can tell when you have a kilometer of Phragmites and it's so aggressive that it's choking out the systems. Regular maintenance is something Hippel knows all too well with his system in Lincoln. There's always the unexpected, either, you know, a pipe wears out and it bursts, you gotta pull it out and replace it, or someone, you know, some fun throw rocks at a pipe and it bursts, or a car accident drives in the ditch and bursts the pipe. 
When it comes to a regional irrigation network, the hope is to get shovels in the ground in a couple of years. The system will have its challenges and deal with barriers like highways, railroads, the unique topography of Niagara, and support from all levels of government. And such an undertaking that's permanent, affordable, and reliable will need to happen soon. I don't think we've got a whole lot of time to fool around. If we continue to have major droughts and we don't have water to support um, our farmland, then there just isn't going to be food in the future. It's going to be so costly that it's going to be even more of a hardship than it is now.